I first met Ida Moon as a young boy when my father was given permission to hunt on her and her husband Alvin Moon's 2,000-acre West Texas ranch. The year, 1970. I was 11 years old. Ida Mae Moon was born on April 19, 1902 in Palo Pinto County, Texas, and she went to be with her Lord on January 7, 1983 in Stevens County at the age of 80 years, 8 months, and 19 days. She is buried in Moon Cemetery there in Stevens County. She married Thomas Alvin Moon on September 14, 1919, at the age of 17 years, 4 months, and 26 days, at her parents' home in the Gunsight community just south of the Moon Ranch. It was named for a set of low mountains that, from a distance, looked like the V-shaped notch in the middle of a Gunsight. Gunsight community was located on a wagon road from Fort Griffin to Stephenville, Texas in 1858. By the 1870s, it had a stage stop, and by 1880, it contained a post office, school, two churches, grist mill, general store, and a cotton gin. It was sustained by cotton farming and ranching and was boosted by the Breckenridge, Texas oil boom in the 1920s, which was just centered north of Gunsight. Her hometown began a steady decline after World War II and is now a ghost town. Stevens County, where Gunsight Community and the Moon Rancher located, was a quintessential West Texas county that evokes the days long past of rough-and-tumble existence. Although Alvin's father passed away in 1928, it's clear that Alvin and Ida May did not live on the ranch in 1940, according to the U.S. Census. So at some point between 1940 and his mother's passing in 1952, Alvin took over control of the family ranch, homesteaded by his father Alphonse. My first time on the property, we arrived early in the morning. I remember Alvin Moon was already on horseback, preparing to go check on his cattle. He raised cattle and had oil wells on the property that provided the family living. I remember my dad commenting on the scene the fact that at the age of 70, the old man still preferred to check the cattle by horseback rather than his ranch truck. I distinctly remember that the Moons had two matching Chevy 1963 C10 stepside ranch trucks and two matching 1963 Chevy Impala sedan cars. I checked out one of her Impalas in the early 1980s. Mrs. Moon had just come in to her home there on the ranch from her town home in Breckenridge, Texas, which was just a few miles further west down Highway 180. The Impala was parked out front. It still had the clear plastic seat covers that had been placed over the new seats when the car was new and had less than 10,000 miles on the odometer. The cars had been driven an average of 500 miles per year. Ida May's life consisted of the ranch, her home in town, and her church. Mrs. Moon was a dedicated Christian. She did pretty well as a rancher, even in her old age. She once confided in me, when I asked her if much oil came out of her old wells, that she had 80000 in her checking account, which would be, by today's standards, the equivalent of $209,000. There are a lot of stories I could tell about the Moon Ranch, but 
For today's podcast, I want to focus on just a few things and keep this vignette brief. The first thing, my dad taught me to respect Mrs. Moon and never go to the camp without stopping by her house to see if she was home. He said that other men began taking her kindness for granted and stopped going by to see her first and pay their respects. As a kid, we would sometimes arrive late on Friday afternoon, and I wanted to get on into the camp. The camps were always primitive there, no running water or electricity, so there was a lot to do each time you opened camp. I would get frustrated with my dad for stopping to talk. Once I got my driver's license, there were times I would take a friend and go to camp. I always stopped at the ranch house. If she was home, regardless of how late it was, her porch light would come on and she would open the door. As I matured, I began to understand the rightness of that pause at her house. She was always so gracious to allow us to have around-the-clock access for free. It was like a dream. As I got to know Mrs. Moon, she was open about her commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. She was confident that when she passed, she would go to heaven. Mrs. Moon was a lady, but she was a West Texas rancher as well. I remember her telling me the story about seeing a rattlesnake on the porch of her outbuilding located just off to the left from her front porch of her rock ranch house. She said she went and got her open sights 22 rifle and shot the head off the rattlesnake at about 40 feet, open sights, as an elderly woman. She was from an era long gone. One late night in conversation, she pointed to the oil lamp in the kitchen, which was just directly behind her, and said she was born under that lamp, on that kitchen table. It was her mother's oil lamp and her mother's kitchen table. She still used that oil lamp as her functional light over the kitchen table. It was burning that night. She said she grew up on the next mountain over south of the Moon Ranch. I asked her about the Native American arrowheads we would find, what she knew about all of that. She said that one day her and her girlfriend were playing on the hillside on her property. She noticed what appeared to be a necklace of turquoise beads lying on the ground. She went over to pick them up, and when she pulled on them, she discovered they were around the neck of a deceased Native American who had been buried there. She said that the person's braided hair was intact and that the body still had on a leather vest. She, she said it scared her half to death and that she and her girlfriend took off running back to the house. She said that when she and Alvin first got married back in 1919, there were still Native Americans living on the north end of the Moon Ranch property, living in traditional teepees. It was so cool to talk to someone who actually witnessed something like this, the end of an era. I asked her if it was awkward to have people living on their ranch that they didn't know, and she said no, that the people pretty much stayed to themselves, so they just got along. During the Breckenridge oil boom of the 20s, she said that there had been an oil camp settlement on the south end of the property. I found that out when I showed her some antique bottles I'd found and picked up in the area where the camp was. She said they had had a company store in the entire Wild West oil camp type setup. 
My father always complimented Mrs. Moon on what a fine lady she was. He would tell her, Mrs. Moon, if I had been born in your time, I would have been sweet on you. As an elderly West Texas ranch woman, you could tell it made her feel special. One of the last memories I have of her was watching her sit at Alvin's grave. As we were approaching the turnoff on the dirt road to her ranch house, my dad noticed her car on up ahead at the Moon Family Cemetery. So he drove on up to see if he could talk to her there. She was sitting on the ground and appeared to be talking, but there was no one there. She didn't see us. We pulled up alongside the cemetery and sat and watched. My father sat silently watching her. I asked him, what's she doing? He sat there quietly and just watched. He finally answered me, not really looking toward me, but turned just enough for me to see that he had tears in his eyes. He looked back out the driver's side window and said, she's talking to Alvin, Kenny. She was sitting at Alvin's grave. I asked my dad, why was she doing that? He quietly said, she misses him, Kenny. One of the very few times I ever saw my father cry about anything. I celebrate the life of Ida Mae Moon today. She was a fine lady. She was West Texas tough, a dedicated Christian, dedicated Christian, a dedicated wife, mother, and friend. She was a picture of true biblical hospitality. When we were strangers, she invited us in. And she not only invited us in, but she gave us keys to her ranch gates. Jesus reminds us that when we've done it to the least of these, my brethren, he says, we've done it to him. I know the day that when Ida Moon went to be with Jesus, she heard him say to her, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you so much for listening to Quat.Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission always advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. And I remind you, friend, that equilibrium comes from a personal relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's the true giver of peace. An added feature in today's show notes are the geocodes for map pins to the Moon Ranch. So check those out. It'll be kind of cool to zoom in to see where I grew up. Fond memories. I'll cherish them always. Also, check out the show notes for information about the organization behind this podcast also ways that you can connect and help support the podcast to help it go forward. Have a great day. Keep your mind focused on things above, definitely not on the misinformation of things below, and God is going to give you great peace. The Bible says that Christ came to give us life and life abundantly, and he promises us that abundant life always. With that, I bid you peace. Peace.